Hello and welcome to the Club Soda podcast. I'm Drew Yeager. In my work with Club Soda, I run all our courses for people who want to cut down or stop drinking alcohol. And so I'm always on the lookout for inspirational stories of people who've made change work for them. One of the things I find fascinating is that in this space, unlike so many others in society, it's the voices of women that you're most likely to hear. Whether you read Quitlet, listen to podcasts or join online communities like Club Soda, you'll find women taking the lead, building happy and healthy lives and putting alcohol in its place. But the truth is, change is for everyone, men included. So in this episode of the Club Soda podcast, we wanted to amplify the voices of some men who've changed their drinking. Back at this summer's Global Mindful Drinking Festival, we got together two panels, one in the UK and the other in Australia, to talk about men drinking mindfully. Both discussions opened with a chance for these guys to share their stories about how they've changed their drinking. Whether they'd quit or cut down, and whether they were newbies or old hands, we think there's something to learn from all of them. Coming up in this episode of the Club Soda podcast, you'll hear from Ruri Fairburns from One Year No Beer, Sonny Applin from the NA Guys, Anit Chatrath, a long-term Club Soda member and a bit of a star in our community, Luke Weirty from Melbourne-based bar and drinks brand Birdie, Daniel Moore from the Booze Break podcast, ex-DJ and now GP James Stewart, Clinton Schultz from non-alcoholic beer company Sober, and finally, Tony Moss, who's Professor of Addictive Behaviour Science at London Southbank University. And to kick us off, here's Rory. The whistle-stop background... Born in Scotland, West Coast, synonymous with drinking culture, but I mean, so is most of the UK, right? Um, found myself moving down to London to become an oil broker, um, and really two worlds collided for me, partying and being successful. The more I partied, the more successful I was. I was very good at my job, and, you know, after 10-odd years at um, oil broking, really the booze started to wear a bit thin. The thing is, for me, alcohol was never really a problem. Nobody was telling me I had a problem. It was perfectly normalized in the job I was in. And, you know, I'd be sociable at work and I'd probably hang out with friends at the weekend. So I could be drunk two or three times a week. I would never go home and drink. I never, people weren't like, you need to go and sort this out. So it wasn't really on my radar. But what I, what I did have was, you know, the, the, the sort of issues around the side. And I never really paid attention to those issues. I, they, I didn't really link them all up to one thing. There was like, you know, I had um, skin problems or I was seeing a counselor for depression or, you know, I was I was unhappy, miserable. I was overweight. So I had all of these things. In 2013, I came across this thing called Headspace, which, of course, we've all heard of now. I started uh, meditating on the train and I got this awareness and I thought, you know what? I think alcohol is causing me more trouble than I realize. And so I decided to take a break, 90 days. And that's it for me. I mean, I've just absolutely blown away. Fitter, faster, healthier, happier, better dad, better husband. Everything improved. And so that's really where we came up with the idea for One Year No Beer. Where is my drinking now? So I did two years not drinking. Totally transformed my life in that period. Now I tell people I drink as much as I want whenever I want. I just usually choose not to have a drink. And I think that's that's the place where it's no longer a part of any need like there's no coming home and needing a drink there's no associating it with food there's no if I go out to a party I'm expected to all of that kind of stuff for me as as a father and you know uh, sort of I was 
getting going. I wasn't drinking all the time. I'm not the sort of person who ever drunk during the week or anything like that. But last November, we had a couple of big weekends in a row. I went to the races one weekend and then my birthday was the following weekend. And just, you know, backing up on the Sunday and trying to look after my kids and do things like that just was sort of the thing where I went, I don't want to do that. So now I've found by not drinking, I'm so much more, you know, in the moment with my kids. I've got a lot more energy, all that sort of thing. We can sort of, you know, Sunday comes around, I'm not sitting on the couch going, oh, I hope they don't ask me to do this. I'm sort of going, let's go do this, you know. Like, let's go for a ride. Let's go do whatever. Let's go for a walk on the beach. We all went for a walk from Burley to North Burley and back today, you know, like things like that. Whereas before when I was not feeling trash hot, I'm like, geez, I hope they're happy to sit around and watch the iPad. Mindfully drinking for me has just made a big change with my, you know, whole family situation. Anit, what, what brings you here today? So I've been uh, alcohol-free, uh, it'll be five years in 30 days. So basically, I was, uh, my drinking started to escalate from about 2010, where I really started to uh, uh, misuse alcohol as a coping mechanism. I had lots of issues that I wasn't sort of dealing with, such as anxiety, uh, self-esteem, confidence, etc. And alcohol uh, was really undermining my progress. And basically, I, I decided I wasn't really being the best human being that I, I could be. I was, uh, I was about 22 stone in weight. I was sort of really unhappy, sort of uh, depression, eating too much. I, you know, I was working too hard. I wasn't looking after myself. I was binge drinking. I was drinking constantly. There was all manner of matters going on, lack of a re- emotional connection and relationships. So I had a couple of rock bottoms and, you know, a couple of sort of points. And I tried to quit for a bit, moderate for a bit. But I never actually dealt with the fact that alcohol was the actual issue causing the problems. I was using alcohol to cope with issues alcohol was causing. By the end, and I think that's where it really started to escalate to the point where I actually became physically and psychologically addicted. I'm not ashamed in saying that. And on the 29th of August 2015, I came out of a a health centre after suffering withdrawal. And I designed my own behavioural change programme consisting of exercise, meditation, spirituality, volunteering, learning about alcohol and culture and social conditioning. I basically changed my behaviour, rewired my brain. And I'm happy to say that um, I'll hope to be alcohol-free the rest of my life. I don't miss it at all. And my life has been transformed incredibly. Yeah, so my name's Luke Reity. I'm down here in Melbourne. I'm the owner of Birdie uh, down here in Melbourne, which is a bar and restaurant that focuses on Australian products, exclusively using Australian spirits and uh, doing a lot of fermentation and distilling and that sort of thing. And yeah, low and no alcohol is is a big part of our offer. I'm a a fairly new father. I've got a two-year-old at home, but I think it's just about balance for me. Um, working in in bars and restaurants for a uh, majority of my adolescent life or adult life, it's very easy to fall into that trap of finishing work, having a drink, going out, burning the candle at both ends, and then it's almost easier to keep that cycle going than, than stopping it. And, yeah, I fell into that cycle years ago when I first got into hospitality. And, yeah, it was very hard to break it. But I must say, especially now that I'm a father, I really enjoy 
having like removing alcohol from my personal life you know it's uh it's a big part of of uh of my life obviously i've built a career around around alcohol and so for me it's just about moderation and and sort of keeping it in check and um realizing that you know that uh there's more to the there's a bigger picture when I was younger, alcohol was a big part of my life, but in for negative reasons as well. My father had a very uh, tough struggles with alcohol as I was younger, so I've always found it quite ironic that I chose uh, to, you know, basically build my life up from alcohol when I, I was watching, you know, my father and and basically the the worst parts about his life and what was sort of tearing his life down was was due to alcohol. So. Um, I think I learned a lot from that experience and sort of, I guess, saw that, you know, alcohol is something that you have to control, otherwise it will control you. I just, I became a, a, a daily heavy drinker as a result of just, you know, a continuous cycle of just drinking more and more. And it just became the norm. I'm a, I'm a photographer, I'm a, a lecturer. Uh, definitely sort of alcohol within the creative industries is it has a big role to play i've always said our creatives have like a special relationship with alcohol what happened was uh, i would start to become concerned about the amount of alcohol that i was consuming and so i would try and do things like the dry january sober for october's and i couldn't do them and that was the thing that kind of scared me the most was this just inability to it just crept up on me on the fact that i, I couldn't stop drinking or I couldn't cut down it would always go back to this sort of square one really struggled with uh, with willpower and tried several times uh learned a lot along the way uh and then my um my daughter came along uh nearly three years ago and cut down a little bit but not really kind of came back to normal I could totally function I could run a business I could be a lecturer and and be a father but I just felt like I wasn't being a hundred percent all of the time and there's a lot of guilt wrapped around that kind of thing of like n um, not being present at all times. You know, I would, there was lots of situations that I feel very shameful about, like, um, you know, not getting up in the night to, to get her and, and kind of relying on my wife because I was probably a bit too drunk, you know, waking up in the mornings and not really being present and motivated to be engaging with my daughter. And I would make every excuse to just sit down on the sofa and put some TV on and have my coffee. And and then I, uh, yeah, so I, that, that started to have a real effect on me, this kind of parenting. And uh, like I said, I tried several times to cut out alcohol, um, cut down. Uh, and then I was in, actually introduced to one year no beer, and and uh, that was that was three months ago. So uh, I'm yeah nowhere near as much of an epic story. I'm I'm three months alcohol free nearly, uh, and then I started a podcast, which was kind of an exploration. It was very selfish. It was an exploration of an, a research. It was a way of keeping committed to this idea of not drinking for a, a, an extended period of time. I've, I've never really ever said that I would not drink again. Although the longer I go down this road, the more I feel like I won't because I'm just not ready to give up these, um, these benefits. Well, yes, thank you. So I'm James. I am one half of the NA guys with my best mate, Sonny Applin, and I've been three, or 370 or so days um, alcohol-free, and we are on the search for still love my beers, so we are hunting for the best non-alcoholic beers that we can find. Yeah, I think um, I think for um, for me the the term mindful drinking sums it up perfectly because when you choose 
not to drink, you're actually engaging your mind and you're making a conscious decision to be present. Alcohol, drinking alcohol is mindless drinking and that's what people resort to is doing it to numb numb the mind and that sort of thing. And I think mindful drinking is just, you know, you're making a conscious decision and originally I was I was worried about how I was going to handle the situation by not drinking and now it's, you know, I'm proud to, to say, no, I'm not drinking and that's, you know, my mind is very clear. It's going to be clearer than yours in the morning. In that sense, it's just I think it's such a fantastic term, mindful drinking, and we should label alcohol drinking as mindless drinking because that's initially what it is. Welcome, Clinton. Can anybody hear me? Yeah, far away. Yeah, so for me, mindful drinking is about actually questioning when you're drinking, why you're drinking, and what you're actually getting from drinking. And it kind of follows on from what James was just saying. You know, drinking to cover pain, issues, traumas, negative life events, then you're kind of just running. And you can only run for so long before it'll catch you. And that's what I found in my life. You know, I'd, I'd spent 15 solid years trying to run. And it just hit me hard by the end of that. You know, my body was worn out, my mind worn out, I was spiritually screwed. And I had to get to a point where, you know, it took my my boy at the time was six years old and, and put it on me. He just said, Dad, can you stop drinking silly drink? And I just went, yeah, mate, you've got me. And that was it. So that was the moment I started being mindful about the consumption of alcohol. It took a six-year-old to wake me up to myself. Uh, so I'll just briefly introduce myself as well. My name's Jason Quinn from Et Sparkling. We're on uh, Bunurong country down here in the Mornington Peninsula. And uh, I, my wife and I started Etch uh, last year. Um, I had a 23-year career making wine on the other and uh, uh, producing and, and uh, in wine business and, and marketing. So I've jumped from the uh, producing alcohol, alcoholic drinks across Australia, New Zealand, Asia Pack and even in France and have really enjoyed uh, this opportunity and uh, the, now producing wonderful non-up drink. My, uh, I'm 18 months of sobriety and uh, really enjoying this uh, new phase of mindfulness existence, not only just drinking. Uh, I, I, I relate to, um, James, your comment about the mindless piece, but also wouldn't mind my, my story is about the progression of that. So I think when we're talking about mindfulness and awareness of what alcohol can do to you, my, my example is um, as someone with a good career, I had a job, I've got a wife, I've got kids, I've, you know, I'm reasonably fit looking. Um, at the time I wasn't quite so, but, uh, you know, two cars in a garage, house, toys. So my life looked pretty rock solid, right? But I think the, the thing about that escapism um, for me, what happened was that uh, the social side and the mindless side converted to medicinal at some point. And I can't actually recall when that happened, but it happened. And so when that converted from uh, social to medicinal for me and, and that mindlessness was taking over, took over, that was that process of shock and awe and, you know, people talk about the the yets and the, the rock bottoms and all that sort of the, 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 the those things that happen in your life um, and it, it took that for me to become aware. And for me, mine, full drinking is aware drinking and that's what's been the real blessing for me just in my 18 months of sobriety and every day just gets better and better and better 
And it's all of the examples, Sonny, playing with the kids, uh, the awareness of what, what this is doing to my life is, is so much better. Introduction. I come at this from a sort of an academic perspective and, and don't have a, um, don't have a particular story around alcohol. I'm not a sort of social drinker. Um, I've never really had particular issues bar during student years and missing the occasional uh, tube train home. So it's sort of a relatively innocuous uh, relationship with alcohol to some extent. But I've always been fascinated uh, while I specialise in addiction more broadly with alcohol specifically because of the fairly unique hold that it seems to have over us because of the cultural pressures and norms and so on that sit around it um and also uh, a particular interest in mine is the and it sort of fits in with a lot of the research that i do around sort of messaging and trying to spread greater awareness about alcohol is, is just how little for a drug that's probably more ubiquitous than paracetamol uh, in most societies many societies uh, how little people actually know about it there is so many myths, so much misunderstanding, whether about the, the psychology or the phys- uh, pharmacology of alcohol. People understand really very little. And I think that partly and often sits behind some of the challenges that we face when trying to not necessarily support individuals that have got quite severe alcohol dependence problems, but the much larger group of people that simply experience some harm from alcohol. And, and there's this strong binary that I think we, we most people would probably recognise that exists where you either accept you've got a problem or you're okay with alcohol. And accepting that you've got a problem is synonymous with being an alcoholic with all the stigmatising language that sits around that. And so a lot of the work that I've done, uh, I'm also a, a trustee with Alcohol Change UK. I've worked previously uh, with Drinkaware and other organisations um, to try to increase an awareness and understanding about the harms that, that can come with drinking and the sorts of things that you can do to minimise those, even if your, your aim and your goal isn't sobriety and, and uh, sort of sober living. Our thanks go to Martin Todd from the Men's Health Forum and Jason Quinn of Etch Sparkling for hosting our panels. If you want to watch the full discussions and get our panellists' take on alcohol-free drinks in bars, masculinity and social pressure, head to Club Soda UK on YouTube or Facebook and search for Men Drinking Mindfully. And thanks so much for joining us. I'm Drew Yeager and this has been the Club Soda Podcast. Cheers. This podcast is brought to you by Club Soda. You can find out more about what we do on joinclubsoda.com and on our social handles at joinclubsoda. Thanks for the donation of music by Lotus L. You can find more of their music on Spotify.